get started here good evening on the sunday night edition of the radio ranch rbn edition and tonight is the 29th of january oh, right at the end of the month big day coming up next week feb one we'll talk about that roger sales your host here of course i sit in over here on sunday evenings with two hours on rbn and replacing the late welfare route and uh, happy to do so uh, I was supposed to have a guest tonight, uh, Ron Avery, who's a fellow RBN uh, host, is uh, was invited and accepted an invitation to join me. And then when we've exchanged some emails, wanted to be uh, called because he's having some computer problems, wanted to use his phone. And uh, he uh, his phone's not answering. It goes straight to the answering machine. So Sam's... Uh, Trying to hunt him up, Ron, if you're out there, man, answer your phone. We're looking for you. Uh, the story here for this evening, some of you might not know this. Um, Ron is uh, a fellow RBN broadcaster. He's on the schedule weekdays, Tuesday and Thursday, from uh, 3 to 4 Eastern, I believe. But uh, he's only got an hour slot over there. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, okay. All right. Well, thanks. Are we, are, okay. Well, I guess I just heard from Sam that we're not going to have Ron. So some reason he is uh, canceled and it's unfortunate because as I told him at the start of that hour, an hour is not anywhere near enough to cover this information, even hardly scratching the surface. And, uh, it's, uh, uh, especially when you throw a few spot breaks in there. And so that is why I had invited over uh, Ron over this evening, and uh, he was going to show, and he's canceled, evidently. I didn't see the email. But so we'll just wing it on our own here. Uh, I was going to fin- finish up the last part of the presentation and show Ron where all the proofs of uh, everything uh, that we do are. I, and I, I honestly, I have to admit, I had never listened to Ron's show, but many of my students had listened to his show over the years. And Ron was highly skeptical of the national thing and what we're doing. And so, well, that's okay. You can be skeptical if you want. It's your freedom. Okay. Uh, but, uh, so a number of his listeners evidently are some of our students and called him enough to where he, uh, 
to where he uh, invited me Thursday to be on his show, uh, which I was, and because I knew going in that we weren't going to be able to cover very much for somebody especially that's skeptical on this. Uh, and so that's why I invited him at the first show to come over here with us in two hours so we could finish up and at least show you the important parts. But evidently, for whatever reason, Ron uh, has decided not to show up this evening, so it's just us girls. Um I'll just uh, open up the phones for calls. I mean, we've had John and Kathy on for a while with the Itera wand here in the first hour and uh, maybe even over an hour or so one time. And so uh, maybe we'll just dedicate the whole show uh, this evening to uh, uh, to you and your calls. I can cover some stuff, of course, if you got any explanations. I could go ahead and do the presentation I was going to do with Ron, I guess. Never hurts to hear this stuff. You can't hear it enough times, really. But, uh, you know, for, for those people that are skeptical about this, if you're out there skeptical about it, you, you see, you can't look at this and think like we think. Okay, because our, our enemies, I think, probably obvious by now, don't think like we think. And unfortunately, you got to learn to think like them if you're going to figure out their scheme. And uh, if you don't want to think like them and continue to put blinders on and be... Uh, closed-minded, uh, you know, the old saying, the, the mind's like a parachute. It only works when it's open. Uh, if people want to continue to do that, it's okay with me. It's it's their freedom in their life. Um, but uh, you got to learn to look at this stuff and think like our enemy and be able to go in there under, go through a few layers and uh, see exactly what these guys are doing. So, of course, what I've learned over the years to do is to present this in a conceptual way and then show you where all of the fine points are because, see, the problem that our communities had for the whole time I've been in it is they didn't know what system was in, and they think they're constitutional free people and that these people are being unconstitutional when they don't understand they've changed the system and placed you into this condition and tricked you into agreeing with it. And uh, the example I would use is uh, one of the best ones I know of, really, is the late Ralph Winterout. The fellow who slot I'm sitting in right now, the fellow that over 25 years developed this audience. Many of you were Ralph listeners. And uh, one of my students, a fellow from Oklahoma named Chuck, was, uh, you know, had a good relationship with Ralph. And so Chuck, understanding our stuff, was trying to get it across to Ralph. And the Ralph took, he said, no, well, I'll take the word national. And I'll run it because he had LexisNexis, and he'll run it through LexisNexis search engine. And he came back to Chuck and said, the word national is not in there. You see, Ralph didn't have the ability to out look outside of his blinders. He had to see the word national. He had to see it in there, and it's in there, but it's not under the label of national. It's under the label of non-resident alien. And so, of course, the wet LexisNexis search didn't pick it up. But you see, it's you can't think, and that's what Ralph did. Ralph thought like an engineer. He was an engineer. He approached it that way. He had to see it in black and white. And you can't look at this, this scam, this scheme, this puzzle, this Patriot Rubik's Cube that they've set up. You can't look at it like that and figure it out. See, if all of our people want to weave through statutes and court cases and all this stuff to try and find the answer. And you're never going to find the answer doing it that way because of the way these guys have set this up. 
You've got to know what happened. Then you can go in and see where they've monkeyed with all those things and where the real answers are. So uh, that's one of the reasons, or really the reasons I attribute to the success I've had is that John W. Benson was my uh, law teacher and that I knew we were dealing with the feudal system. Is that a caller, Sam? All right, Chris. Chris in Tennessee. Hey, come forward, Chris. How you doing this morning? Um, this afternoon well, or this or this evening. It might be evening. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm displaced. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing well. Hope uh, you guys been doing okay. I haven't been able to tune in the last few weeks. Been super busy, but yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it's good to hear you online. I'm sorry that Ron didn't come on. That I was really looking forward to hearing more of his questions this evening. But well, I was of, too. He's got a good insight on things, and I was hoping. He, I mean, I think he maybe he'll he'll come back down the road. And, uh, well, I, I hope so. I had sent him. I had kind of planned this and give him, sent him the what I call exhibits or the different points in, in different places where you can pinpoint this stuff and see it right in front of you. And I was going to have him read it because of my eyesight problems. But for whatever reason, I don't know why he canceled, but obviously Ron's canceled. So uh, I hope it was serious or whatever, or and that he just didn't want to know. If he just didn't want to know, then uh, or he still doesn't believe this, then I, don't, I, I can't help people like that, you know. Uh, my mandate here, Chris, is to tell you all what this is. I never tell anybody to do it. I've never told one person to ever do this, ever. I don't charge any money for it. And part of the reason is because I feel this is my duty, eh? Because I understand rights, duties, and remedies far better than the average bear at this point. And also to go back to the Old Testament, and, and I don't remember if it's uh, Ecclesiastes or Ephesians or where it is back there, but there's a, yeah. a, a verse Watchmen in there. Watchmen on the talks, tower. Well, that's exactly what it is, see, and I see danger coming, I see big danger coming, and I got a way to get out of it, and it's tried and proven, okay? So there, if there's anybody who's got a question with this, they need to go to the Secretary of State or the Attorney General and ask them why they've never prosecuted or even answered back anybody submitting this paperwork in 12 years. I think that's the place to start at this point okay yeah. but whatever people have different mind sites if you can't see it some people can't see it they no, just they can't. can't see they it have, they, they, their eyes have been shut some people don't want to see it okay? yeah that's true and, and and there's only a small percentage that resonate to this but it's my duty because i see danger coming and i don't want blood on my hands and I want to be backed up in my freedom, which I achieved many years ago through this method. And the more of you that do this, the more secure my freedom is. And the more secure all of our freedom is. Okay? Yeah. So it's a winning combination. It's a proven approach. It works. I can show it to you in their own words, in their own policy documents, from their own legislation. So if you can't accept that, well, you know, good luck. As we say in Spanish, yep. suerte. Suerte. <laughs> But you know, this is all this is all scriptural. Everything everything oh, involved with this is all scriptural. One hundred percent. And even there has to be an out. Even it goes back in scripture. There has to be an out, and it has to be put forth for there to be an out. And if someone can't see it, well, then you know, go back to scripture and see which category you lie in. Well, the out here is that they've hidden this status one, and we found it. But the other out is that everything they've done is based on fraud. 
Okay, they couldn't yeah. have pulled this off without fraud. This paper right. you submit not only secures your freedom, it exposes their fraud, and they absolutely convict themselves because in that and the way it's put with everything behind it, they can't deny it or rebut it. And they have to stand mute and silence deems consent. And that comes from King Henry VIII forward. Okay, so literally, by you submitting this paperwork with your statement, and them having to stand mute, they convict themselves, they give you your freedom, and they expose their fraud. All three of those things happen. Yes, that's, that's true. And if you historically, scripturally speaking, that the uh, <clears throat> how this world is administered, the entire planet, how it's administered, the, the one that's in charge of administering it right now, which is going to, for a short time, has to provide an out. And that that's mandated, and it's in scripture. And if you you know, it it's all right there in the scripture. It it really well, is, and uh, I won't go listen. into details on it because I mean, most if you've read the scripture, people who've read it and they know exactly what I'm talking about. Exactly, but it's there. It's right there. The minister of this planet right now, the spiritual deity that's in charge, has to provide a means out. He has no choice. And the other thing is he has to make you volunteer in. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. His only weapon is, as Eustace old Eustace Mullins used to say, deception. Yeah, well, that's their only game. Uh, you know, I was, on, I was on, luckily enough, I got to meet the late Eustace Mullins three or four different times, shake his hand, get a couple of my Eustace Mullins books signed, and hear him give his talk, and... What a fabulous American, fabulous human being, Eustace Mullins. Yeah, he's one of my teachers, just like you are. I'm lucky to I've, I got to have a conversation with him before he passed, and here I am to get to have another conversation with one of my other teachers. So <laughs> uh, the only reason I called in, and I'm gonna hang up and let somebody else dig in. I just wanted you to reinforce or re recap the eight seventy one. B and 877B taxes, if he could, and I'll hang well, up the lesson. Yeah, well, you know, taxation was one of the things I was going to talk about with Ron. Well, there goes Chris. He hung up. Um, if anybody wants to call, it's just open lines tonight because everything's free for him because I had a cancellation here at the last minute. Uh, so let me give the uh, phone number, and then I'm going to answer Chris's question. The uh, phone number is 512 now, what Chris is referring to there is something I was going to cover with Ron tonight. Uh, one of the exhibits I had sent him was 26 CFR 1.1-1A. And uh, that's what Chris is referring to right here. That's the Code of Federal Regulations, 26 CFR is what they call them. People call it the Internal Revenue Code. You've got two sections. You've got the code in Title 26, and then you've got Title 26, Code of Federal Regulations, and that's the administrative state. Uh, Sam, you got somebody that called in there? All right, well, just tell Ella to hold on a minute, and I'll get to her, okay? So um, that is the IRS's jurisdictional statement. I'm going to repeat it again if you want to write it. I, I give you all things. I, I, I point you where you go look this stuff up. I'm not just telling you something I pulled out of my sphincter muscle, okay? So that is 26 CFR 1.1-1 parentheses small a. 
Now, there's only two statuses, political statuses. You're either free or you're a slave in the big general conceptual sense. Okay, So we know that the slave condition is a citizen of the United States or a resident. So this is right at the front. You open up the cover of the Code of Federal Regulations. This section is right up on the top right of the first page. Okay, 1.1-1A, pretty darn close to the front of the book. And it goes, I'm reciting it from my memory here, an income tax is owed by all individuals. It's interesting they'd use that word right there, but we won't dwell on that. An income tax is owed by all individuals. Interesting they didn't say persons. Individuals who are, and I think the reason is because it's later in this little sentence here. An income tax is owed. I'll start it, but I want to say something. Remember all these IRS agents, Joe Bannister and Sherry Jackson Peel, nice people. I'm not dissing them. All these people that have come out, Aaron Russo on his famous video, where's the law? Show me the law. Show me the law. Falls on deaf ears. Here's the law right here. 26 CFR 1.1-1 parentheses small a. An income tax is owed by all individuals who are citizens of the United States or residents and to the extent of 871B and 877B, the two taxes Chris mentioned, sections, all non-resident alien individuals. There's only two statuses. You're free or you're a slave. We know the slave is a citizen of the United States or resident. Non-resident aliens got to be the free one by matter of simple deduction. You don't have to go to a law library. You don't have to open a law library, a law book. It's got to be that for simple deduction because there ain't no other options. Now, the way they're using it there intentionally is why Ralph Winterroot could never even look into this because he didn't see national there. If they would have put that there, and the extent of 877B and 871B, all U.S. nationals, they wouldn't have been able to hide their scheme very well, would they? Okay. Now, on the other side of this coin, and I'll get right back to this, Chris, in a second. On the other side of this coin, let's go over and juxtapose this, if I can say it, with the passport application. Remember, there's only two. I certify under penalty of perjury I'm a citizen of the United States, parentheses, or non-citizen national, and have not since receiving U.S. citizenship, parentheses, or U.S. nationality, violated any of the acts and conditions listed under section so-and-so in the instructions. Now we get another parentheses unless explanatory statement is attached. So in comparing those two, let's switch the terms out. So what if you were going to go apply for your passport? I swear you're one of the few people that would even read the oath before you signed it, first of all. I swear under penalty of perjury I'm a citizen of the United States or a non-resident alien and have not since acquiring United States citizenship, non-resident nationality. Well, people will be looking at that going, what's Jose the tomato picker doing applying for a passport? Now, if we took and took it over to the IRS side, and said, 
an income tax is owed by all individuals who are citizens or residents, and to the extent of 871B, 877B, all non-national, all non-citizen nationals. You see, there's only two conditions. They had to go in there and hide that. And this is where you got to learn how to think like the enemy. If you don't want, learn to think like the enemy, you don't want to, or you don't see the the uh, uh, the value in this. Well, hell, go be a slave. I don't care. It's your decision. It's your condition. You're the one that agreed with them and volunteered into the damn thing your whole life. If you don't want to believe it, stay a slave. 871B and 877B, and the reason they had to put that in there, Chris, is because those are both constitutional taxes. Eight, and I don't know which one's which, okay, but I can tell you what both of them are. One of them is a moot subject, and that deals with expatriation. We're not expatriating here. We have found the little scam scheme they got going on and claimed our original status we were supposed to have at birth. Okay, and so that one is taxes if you owe if you're expatriating, and that's trading your U.S. passport for another country slave passport. That's expatriation. We don't expatriate. We do this internally and find the one they've hidden from us. We repatriate. The other one is the case, uh, the case that revolved around uh, Bush Haber versus Union Pacific Railroad, Chris. And this was it was brought up in the trial. It wasn't in the court records, but it is in the thumbnail description of Bruce Haber on the internet. And if you want to go look at some of the briefs of the case, you don't really want to read the case. It's long, it's boring. There's nothing in there. Okay. But Frank Brushhaber's attorney brought up in that trial, first case, landmark case, on the 16th Amendment. It's Brushhaber versus Union Pacific Railroad, okay? And in that trial, his attorney brought up in court that he was a non-resident alien. The court did not rule on it, didn't include it in any of the judgment when the decision came out. But every time the Supreme Court hears a tax case... The Treasury decision writes a memo so they can direct the Treasury, the collector of the taxes, how to enforce the tax laws correctly, depending on the, the case in the Supreme Court's decision. So that's called a Treasury decision, and they're called TDs, TDs. And there was a TD that was written from the Brushhaber case. And it's TD 2313, I believe, okay? But it's the Treasury decision, if that's not exactly the right number, and I get dyslexic about that occasionally, but I believe it's 2313. And you go, you can go to a federal depository. You might can even find it online these days. I saw it at the Emory Law Library. If you're around a law library and you want to find a law library that's termed a federal depository, and the reason for that is because all this stuff like TD 2313 and whatnot are in there, okay? So at the one I went to in Emory in Atlanta, they actually had the book and the document. You could open up, and I saw the paper, okay? It was signed by, by uh, Sec uh, Treasury Secretary. Uh, uh, tr uh, the head of the Treasury is McAdoo, okay? Unusual name, political. You see the name pop up in political stuff. Occasionally. Anyway, 
the first sentence of 2313, Chris, says Frank Bushhaber, a citizen of the state of New York and a non-resident alien. So if you want to double check, if you don't believe there's only two statuses and your brain can't compute, that this is just simply a process of elimination from the knowns on the table, you can go find that treasury decision and go read the first sentence. And there you're going to see what you see in the Internal Revenue Code in their jurisdictional statement, non-resident alien. 871 and 877B, Chris. That's it. Those are both constitutional taxations. 81 is on things like bonds from the Union Pacific Railroad, which is what the Bush-Haber case was about. Okay, I believe it's federally incorporated corporations that you have to pay the federal tax on. But anyway, that's the two exceptions. That's what they are. That's why they're in there. And that's why they changed that label from national to non resident alien. Bring little Ella forward, if you would, there, Sam, one of my regular students from our regular program, Six Days a Week, the Radio Ranch, over on Eurofolk Radio. Hi, Ella. How you doing? Hi, Roger. How you doing, dear? I'm hanging in there. I'm guestless. I know. I, got, I was jilted tonight. I heard when we were looking forward to hearing Ron, but um, I guess he took the long way home. Um, I feel I feel like the bride that didn't have a groom at the at the altar. Yeah, well, maybe I, you know I'm hoping that he's listening and uh, hearing some true facts. And uh, I just filed uh, for my uh, I chewed my off my arm from the IRS, uh, but I was uh, I sent my affidavit to the Secretary of State, uh, Washington D.C. August 21st, and then I chewed my arm off January 21st for the IRS. Um, it's a process, but it's no, so I, worth it. And freedom, freedom ain't free. Go ahead, Roger. I, I think you screwed your arm back on. <laughs> I guess so, huh? Um, I, Roger, I called because I have been doing some studying and, you know, because these are things that I would not have understood in the past. But I was up on the CDC website and uh, it's for the international travel to and from the United States. And oh, so, yeah, now, you, sent me they, you, sent, you sent me this in an email today where they list all those statuses. Uh, I'd like to read it to the audience because this is where they try to trick you. Okay, all travelers. This page is for all international travelers, including U.S. citizens, U.S. nationals, U.S. lawful permanent residents, immigrants, and non-U.S. citizens who are not U.S. immigrants. You know, twisting, tricky, but my question was, and let's see what anybody else thinks. Uh, Non-U.S. citizens who are not U.S. immigrants. Roger, is that descri describing Swains Island, Samoa, etc.? I, I don't think so. I think that's describing all the, the uh, tens of thousands that are foraging across what used to be our southern border. I got you. Okay. I thought this would be a great time to uh, get my question answered because I was, you know, I, you know, personally, just like, going through different uh, government web pages and so forth to see how they are wording and tricking and so forth and getting my eyes adjusted because it's 
you know what? You have to learn what your enemy is thinking and how they think. You have to. And this is something that I would have never known. So, you know, U.S. citizens, U.S. nationals, U.S. lawful permanent residents, immigrants, and non-U.S. citizens who are U.S. immigrants. I mean, come on. Who would ever understand that? (laughs) You know? Well, you know, they write it so you don't understand it. Exactly. You're talking about an agency. You're talking about an agency here, the administrative state, and the things that they do write and enforce are things they can't write and enforce. Speaking of the CDC, that was brought out in district court last year when the mask mandate was was challenged, and we found out, uh, and the court ruled that the CDC issued that regulation as an interpretive regulation, and interpretive regulations only apply to the agency, interagency. So that mm-hmm. was a valid regulation if you're a CDC employee. Mm-hmm. But they went out and enforced it on everybody. What's mm-hmm. happening is the administrative states getting caught there's a lot of attention on it i saw a guest on tucker carlson talking about it here last week the administrative state and the administrative mm-hmm. state is in action because sam is going to force us to stop talking <laughs> have a commercial break and he's the administrator yeah. here okay so you see what kind yeah. of power these guys have got and we'll continue in a minute <laughs> okay. the truth you're listening to republic broadcasting network real news real talk real people because you can handle the truth here at republic broadcasting network we have been building our online store while we have been focusing on bringing you the best talk show host in the country here at republic broadcasting network we also want our listeners to have products they can use every day and in times of emergency. We have added new products each week to our store. Your support of this network, plus products at the best prices, is a win-win situation. Check out our new store. Go to our website, republicbroadcasting.org, and click on the online store located at the top of our website. Together, we can continue to grow RBN and help our listeners prepare for the future. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on our online store or call us. 800-724-2719, extension 3. 800-724-2719, extension 3. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855, the number 2, keep it today. 
Hey there, are you gonna wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop and lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop and lift? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Alrighty, you want to back her down, Sam, and we'll get going here. Uh, just for FYI, Sam, I, would, I just checked my email. I do not have a cancellation email from Ron, so I don't know what's going on. But well, evidently Ron doesn't want the answers to the questions that he doesn't want to believe in. So that's the only conclusion I can come to at this point. So you know, we'll just roll on. Whether people do this or not, I don't care. You know, I'm going to, I want to help people understand who are looking for answers and, and want to make a change in their lives because this information changes people's lives. So for whatever that's worth for the audience, I got no cancellation email. So Ella, back to you. Thank you, Sam. Uh, Ella, we were talking, we were talking about administrative agencies right there and what I was going to bring up, we've discussed on our show because it's very important was a case that mm-hmm. was decided within the last couple of weeks down in the Fifth Circuit. Now, we've got the one from Florida on the masks, and now the Fifth Circuit, and this is the second ruling on agency rulemaking they've made within the last six or eight months. They made another one previously, and I want to think it was maybe against the EPA on a lot of this uh, carbon stuff they're doing. And then they caught the BATF doing the same thing. And the Fifth Circuit was the, uh, that's in New Orleans, by the way. So their decisions apply to Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi. And in both of those cases, they ruled against the agency because the agency was doing rulemaking without the appropriate legislation behind it. Mm -hmm. They can only make regulations when there's legislation behind it, or else now you've got unelected bureaucrats sitting in lawmaking, man-made lawmaking positions and an administrative agency promulgating regulations where there's no backing legislation. Okay, They're overstepping their bounds. They can't do that. The Fifth Circuit's caught them twice. And there's a lot of discussion that's starting to come up about the administrative state. And this is what it is. This is the deep state, the administrative state. Mm -hmm. There's over 600 agencies up there in D.C. now. When I started doing this, there's about 300 or somewhere in that. They've doubled. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so these are where they get their little synagogue buddies in these key positions in these agencies, and they come in and either reinterpret legislation 180 degrees in the opposite intention way, or else now they're stepping out on a limb and making rules and regulations where they don't have backing legislation. This one in New Orleans recently was brought, the case was brought by a really sharp black guy out of Austin. I believe his name is Carhartt, and he owns a, a gun store there. 
And so instead of fighting this bump stock thing, he went in on the approach in his legal team that the agency didn't have the power to make and promulgate that regulation because there was no backing legislation. And the Fifth Circuit ruled in their favor. That may go to the Supreme Court, and I hope so. These cases of a, of a, of a run-amuck administrative state with these creeps needs to be confronted. We confront it by removing ourselves from its authority, okay? Mm -hmm. Because their only authority, and for uh, for Chris here and the rest of the audience, you can, and I, I look, go check this out. Don't take my word for it, okay? There's 50 titles of the Code of Federal Regulations. Each one of them corresponds to a title of the United States Code. And uh, that jurisdictional statement that's in Title 26 that we read and spent a little time on here this hour, the, the jurisdictional statement is on the first page of every one of those titles, okay? 49 out of the 50, Ella, you're one of my students, 49 of the 50, the jurisdictional statement is? Oh, you're asking me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot. 49 oh, out of the shoot. 50 titles, 40, well, 49 out of the 50 titles is only one where there's both of them. Title 26, the reason for that, there's two sections oh, yes, in the yes. of revenue code that are constitutional. They got to be in there. Yes. They had to put yes. that one in there. On top of it, I've thought for many years that if we could ever get something honest out of the Secretary of State's office, instead of this stupid letter they've been sending people, we'd find out that yeah. a whole bunch of these guys have got affidavits on file, too, because they especially don't like paying taxes. Okay? The mm -hmm. 49 of the 50 other titles, the jurisdictional statement is residence. Mm -hmm. It's on the first page. Go look at it. The administrative state is the problem. It grew out of the bankruptcy in 1933 with a bunch of these creeps manning these agencies as they popped up like mushrooms in a cow pasture after a good rain after March the 9th of 1933. That's why this thing's so crooked. It's these people. It's those 600 agencies. They're the ones that come knock on your door, mm -hmm. don't they? Your congressman doesn't yep. come knock on your door, does he? Unless he's got his hand out looking for a vote. It's they, the administrative agencies, that send the SWAT teams out, dear. It's they, the administrative sta state, that comes in and locks you into these regulations of man-made laws. That's the only thing they have are man-made laws because none of them are elected and none of them are constitutional. They're under the bankruptcy in 1933 in this new status. The regulations that administrative agencies prolongate is called public policy. See, it's not even law. It's policy. It's public policy. Man-made laws for the serfs. Mm -hmm. They can't write a regulation and go up to Canada and yank some poor Canadian off the street. You violated this EPA regulation. They can't do it with Mexicans. They can't do it with Germans. They can't do it with anybody else because they're not in their jurisdiction. They're not born or naturalized in the United States. They haven't asked them their whole life, are you citizens of the United States and residents, and had them agree with your fraud. 
You gave them consent. By answering those two questions, take it away. If you want to be free, take away your consent they manufactured based on fraud. Layers and layers and layers of it. So that's who we're dealing with. So what else can we do you for, Ella? Because i got some other folks I think that are online there, sweetie. I think you need to take care of them, Roger. Thank you so much. I'm glad to hear you. Mm. And Ron missed out. I have to say that. Ron, you missed out. All right. Bye, Roger. Okay. That's uh, everybody's decision is fine with me. I don't, I don't really care. If you want to know the truth, it's here. If you don't, you want to uh, malign it or uh, give me personal ad hominem attacks or whatever else, be my guest. Who's next, Sam? Oh, Danny. I think I know Danny. Hey, Danny. Wanna get my regular students calling in here. How you doing, Danny? I'm doing pretty well. I don't have much here today, but just a couple of uh, sayings that I thought people would like, you would like. And the first one here, you know, has to do with, you know, keeping on until you succeed. But it says, on the plains of hesitation lie the blackened bones of countless millions who at the dawn of victory lay down to rest, and in resting <laughs> died. That's pretty good, Danny. <laughs> yeah, attributed to Adelaide E. Stevenson. I can't, I, I can't, I can't be a victor, I'm tired. <laughs> well, yeah, they almost had it. I guess they thought, well, they've got it. It would take a rest now and finish up and don't make it. <laughs> that was Adlai Stevenson, huh? That's what this says. Oh, well, I believe it. And then I was... Uh... Let me tell you the other one that I like. Okay. There are none so helplessly enslaved as those who falsely believe they're free. Yeah. Buddy, that is what they built this system off of right there. Mm-hmm. And I've got one more thing here. I was uh, listening to a, uh interview of a guy who's supposed to be something of a, uh, I don't know, uh, war equipment and, you know, expert in, in different kinds of things and tactics and, and stuff. And they were talking about these tanks going to uh, Ukraine from uh, Germany, Poland, and they mentioned uh, uh, Portugal, which... Uh, Portugal? Portugal? Yeah, is well, they said Portugal. I don't tanks. have any they would be sending. Said they didn't even know they had tanks. <laughs> they're, they're not. They're going to send them some wine and stuff up there. <laughs> yeah, that would be better. But in, in the discussion, he's talking about how useless this is. You know, it's not not enough to actually do anything. And one of the problems going to be maintenance. And he said that uh, you know a tank out in the field needs about three hours of uh, maintenance for every hour of active service. Holy smokes! I know I would have thought it was that bad either, but uh, but anyway, well, somewhere along the way, I was reading the comments down below this where uh, they were talking and. A guy wrote in saying he was from Germany. He was German, and 
talking about he doesn't understand what they're doing now either, but said they've got this saying in Germany, when everyone thinks the same thing, nobody is thinking very much. Boy, isn't that the truth? Yeah. How about mass psychosis, I think they're calling that lately. Yeah, it could be. Well, you know, Danny, and I was thinking about this. I heard somebody commenting on it, and I've thought about it several times since. You know, Davos was a week last week, right? Mm-hmm. Look at everything that's happened since Davos. Yeah. First of all, the CIA director flies to the Ukraine. The CIA director flies to the Ukraine. Yeah, he did. About another next day, they fired a hundred bureaucrats over there that have stolen billions of all this money Joe Biden and his pals have been giving him. One of them was the head of their intelligence, who's yeah, I'm sure it was probably just a coincidence, Danny, but the helicopter he was in blew up. Yeah, I've heard of that. Uh, now we had the documents getting exposed and all that stuff, and now we got the chief of staff, Ron, whatever his Jew name is, Ron Klang or something. Uh, he resigns uh, abruptly, and now they got a new, yeah. a new, uh, a new one of these creeps doing it. But all that stuff's happened since Davos. Mm-hmm. Something went on at Davos, buddy, as it pertains to the Ukraine. Some discussions went on because this is all a result yeah. of that. CIA directors also, don't uh, fly fly to all these countries around the world. Yeah. Also, I don't think you've discussed it any today, but uh, that uh, Project Veritas video of the no, uh, I, I hadn't had a chance Pfizer. to talk. I hadn't had a chance to talk about it yet over here, but yeah, big event this week. Man, yeah, that's if pretty you entertaining. Wanted to get, you know, to, yeah. The second one of those, I mean, if you want to see one of these little (laughs) nasty devils, when they get cornered, buddy, watch that second video if you hadn't seen it, because that's exactly what you watched. Yeah. Okay. And these are the type of people they've got locked up in running all these agencies, too. Okay, so as the as Revelation 18 tells us, Danny, come out of her, my people, come out of her. we got a way to come out of her. If you want to know about it, learn about it, and move forward, it's up to you. We'll be glad to help you if you do. If you don't, swear to you, good luck, okay? Good luck going in and fighting your court cases. Yep. Go ahead. Good luck. So you got anything else, Danny? I think i got a couple of people backed up. No, there. I just I wanted like to bring to those thing, two things okay. up to you. All right, right. well, thank you. I'll see you around the place, okay? Yeah. Okay. Ciao, ciao. Uh, Let's see, who's next, Sam? David in Delaware. That's got a ring to it, doesn't it? Hey, David. Uh Uh-oh. I get, well, no, it was a ring. It's a ring tone. (laughs) Okay, well, let's speak with Max then, see what he's got on his mind tonight. Hey, Max. Hey. Hey, man. Yeah, I can barely hear you. Well, you're coming in loud and clear, so I don't know what the problem must be on your end. Okay, now now I hear you. Speak. You got to speak into the microphone, I guess. But um, I'm kind of hacking 
hacking and I'm scratching sh- my way through New York property tax code because okay, well. what okay. uh, if you're in Orange County, New York, we have um, a Hasidic Jew population that seems to dominate the government structure and the administrative law, and they've they're just coming up here and buying up all the foreclosures and everything so i started like well let me go let me let me see if i can find this property tax law and i know i know i think we've had a little banter online and you know asking me to show to sh- asking them to show me the law so you know i went up i did about 4 days of research on their property tax code books I didn't find anything binding, you know. I was looking. I found a couple exemptions in the books, and one's um, a multiple family. Like, they build these multiple family dwellings, and they get 10-year tax exemptions. Well, this is what the Hasidic Jews do. They build these these uh, these multiple family dwellings, and then they rent them out to their fellow constituents, and they're not paying any taxes, and the rabbis or whatever developer who de- builds these track houses will probably get a 10-year tax exemption. Now, the other tax exemption I'm finding, I found another one tonight, just by staying in the system, is the homesteading exemption. Yeah, that's an exemption. Yep. And so I went, and I went, I was like, oh, yeah, cool, I do that. So I go, you know, if, if the homesteading uh uh, exemption is section 200, and you go to 199, and you go, oh, I'm at 200, it goes to 201. They go, 199, 201. In other words, they don't define it, they don't tell you what it is, they don't explain it, it's just not there. Yeah, I mean, maybe well, they changed in the last few I, years. Well, nothing I, have, not, nothing I do applies to property taxes. And the reason you're paying property taxes is because your property's on the property rolls. It's not because exactly. you're a citizen of the United States or a resident. So Correct. you can utilize this to achieve national status and then uh, go back and attempt to get colloidal title on your property. And you may can get it off the tax rolls that way, but uh, it's just not something I know much about, spent much time with, or have any kind of input for you on. Well, I- I have a little bit, you know, I'm not I'm not an expert like all these other guys with loads and loads of knowledge and paperwork. I just want to get through the day. You know, I got more important things to do. We got lives to live. But I'm seeing it firsthand how the property tax here, there was definitely no representation. For 20 years, you know, you've had this Orthodox Jewish community, basically. They must be applying the uh, administrative courts and governments with whatever because they sure got a lot of power for a foreign nation that's in our backyard. So there was the homestead exemption. Then there was, because uh, I know everybody wants to get out of paying property taxes. So well, let me go back to the, 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 I went through the books four days in a row. I didn't find anything by it. I went in with complete incredulity to show me. Let me see something that's like, binding here you know and i didn't find anything so i found uh 20 lawyers i joined legal legal shield which like legal insurance they were better like 20 years ago they'd give you advice so you could go into court and deal with it now they want you to hire them i'm like no just give me the advice well they weren't going to do that so i asked 20 lawyers i said you know can you show me that law 
that's binding, properly passed, that makes me liable and responsible for the property tax. Twenty lawyers, all Jewish lawyers. And one lawyer said, well, I'm sure it's there. It's just not in front of me. I said, well, you're a real estate property tax lawyer. I mean, this should be right at your fingertips. No, nothing. So I foiled for it. They never answered any foils. The lawyers, these $300 an hour lawyers could never answer the question. I think it's a, it's like a trick question. Well, you're the lawyer. You're asking $300 an hour. You've got to have this oracle of knowledge at your fingertips, right? You should know what, what makes me liable to pay this property. Not, never mind what we're paying for, because I don't need police. I don't need public school at this point. As a matter of fact, I want damages. <laughs> you know, well. here's one, here, one more one more exemption. I've just thought in New York State, you can be tax exempt, uh, a property exempt tax at sixty five. Nobody knows this. But then you go in and you read a little further, and it's like, well, you only get half of it exempt. <laughs> so there's all kinds of shenanigans going on in New York. But I have to protect my property because you have this orthodox element coming up. And, you know, after being taxed to death for the last 20 years, none of it served my interest. I mean, cops pretty much work for lawyers. Every time they pull you over, it's a lawyer getting rich. It doesn't serve any justice. None of these administrative... Laws or courts serve any justice. You're actually paying taxes to be policed and have your property potentially taken from you. So I'm the kind of guy, well, why don't we just end a property tax and be done with it? Because it's not really paying for anything other than to have our property taken. It's a communist tax. So that's basically, I don't know if I was coherent, but uh, I think I got some bullet points out there. Well, I hope you feel better. Well, I'm glad I'm talking to you because I think I'm going to do what you guys are doing. I, we never got a really around. I was listening to Roger last week. He may he might not be well, or there might be some reason why he's not calling in. But uh, well, and he brings, he brings good information too, you know. Okay. And well, I don't know. I, he invited I, me on my show to explore this uh, because of you know his listeners calling in, and then uh, for whatever reason he didn't show up tonight. So I don't really have any answers. Right. Well, but, you know, maybe there's a reason but, for it. Well, I can but tell you this: I don't, no, I don't wait. go. I let me put this: I don't go chase people with this information. You know? No, it's that that does okay. that doesn't work. If you, if you want to learn, come and I'll I'll show you. And if you don't, that's okay with me. You go on about your business. You know. Now, when I get, I thought that my parents' diets. I'm going through this surrogate probate hellhole. On top of like being stuck between corruption, I'm stuck with a brother who is really deviant, evil, broken alcoholic, now commandeered the executorship. So because he commandeered the executorship, it's been going on well over two years. I haven't had the property transferred to me because he has it out for me. He's being spiteful and evil, and he wants to ruin me. He wants me to be homeless. This is what I'm dealing with. Between the corrupt judge and my brother, I don't know, somebody's going to get hurt. <laughs> You know, but well, back sorry. to my yeah, back to the title D. So I have the title to this property, Jesus. and on there it goes taxable amount, and they'll put I only paid twenty five thousand for my little cottage, and below that it says exempt. So I'm like, well, next time I'm checking that. You know, on the IRS forms back in the eighties, and I was sitting down, I was grumbling about my income taxes and stuff because you know. I'd only had, like, one on-the-books job, 
And uh, she goes, this is what you do. We're sitting down having lunch, and it's like, <laughs> and it, I remember this. At the top of the IRS forms, there's a little teeny little box. I don't think it's there anymore. And it says exempt. And she goes, all you do is check that box exempt. I'm like, come on, it's not that easy. She goes, that's all you got to do is check that box exempt. So there's like these little technicalities, little things I've been learning, like nobody knows. I mean, I think it's a lot easier to get out of paying taxes than you think. Could be. Personally, I think all the administrative law needs to shut down because it's well, just... Well, income tax is not property tax. They are two different... Oh, I know animals. that. Yes, I understand that. Well, it's a tax on labor, tax on property. So, but I think that's pretty much... I. What, uh, you know, if anybody else has some ideas, I'm listening. You know, I'm going, I'm going. you know, the, oh, the other thing is the, the, the Orthodox Jews, if they buy a house outside their community, which is what they're spreading out, they have, like, huge families, and they all get Section 8 and the food stamps, and they get extra Social Security numbers, so they got double IDs to collect even more food stamps with these large families. So they have this community, but all those houses are rented. It's multiple family dwellings. So they're renting, so they're getting a Section 8 off our backs. But if they buy a house outside those perimeters, they, they everyone says they claim the religious exemption. They turn the house into a temple. So oh, what's they'll, us? They'll, what? they'll use being a Jew. I mean, you, what about the kosher tax? Exactly. They're all kosher taxes. That's what I'm. No, saying. I mean the one that's on the all the most of the products you buy at the grocery store that have to be blessed by the rabbi. So the corp, the food production pays off the rabbis to come in and do whatever they do, wave their magic locks and bagels over it or something, well, they, and then you know, they get to put those symbols on the on the cans right. and on the food. Right. U and K. It's another arbitrary tax. It's, it does nothing. It's, it's they get another, their little pinky toe in the door. And then, it, you know, it's like, well, they it's allow more, that, we can do this. Well, it's, it's extortion. No, if you don't get pay us and have that mark on there, we're going to tell people it's not kosher. That's the way they, they extort them. All right, Max, right. thanks a lot. We're at the top of the hour. I got music and a break, and good luck on your property taxes. Good, good deal. Have a good night. In times like these, you can't depend on the government to keep you warm and fed, but you can depend on the Vermont Bun Baker to do just that. With the Vermont Bun Baker, you'll never be in a situation where you can't cook, bake, fry, boil water, or heat your home all at the same time. One of the most revolutionary cook stoves, wood stoves ever, the Vermont Bun Baker is available with or without soapstone veneer, a natural stone that retains heat and radiates it back into the room once the fire is out. A beautiful addition to your home, the Vermont Bun Baker has an efficiency rating well above 75% and qualifies for the wood stove tax credit. For more information, watch the Vermont Bun Baker on YouTube and live stream or visit us at www.vermontwoodstove.com. You can also reach us by calling 1-866-SOAPSTONE. Don't ever be hungry or cold because the power's gone out. With a Vermont Bun Baker, all you have to worry about is what's for dinner. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.